0: Oh, yeah. Check it a check. One, two, one, two. You're listening to Chakra Pod with Dharm and Christian. It's a Friday night. We're kicking the house music up. This is an original track I produced. It's kind of funky. I hope you dig it. We have Ian Anderson coming in tonight. Award-winning hypnotherapist, purveyor of shamanism, this guy's a genius. I really love his vibe, and I've had the pleasure of being on his podcast, "Messages from the Multiverse." So we'll bring in bring Ian in in just a few moments.
1: Messages from the Multiverse. That's pretty kick ass, man. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's super kick ass. That
1: sounds dope, man.
0: Yeah. Have you heard the podcast?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's it's pretty pretty bomb.
1: Yeah, it is pretty bomb.
0: So, yeah, Ian is a a badass, and we're super excited to have him down in the studio tonight.
1: Man, how many multiverses are there, I wonder? I'm curious now.
0: We're going to have to ask him.
1: I I think it's infinite, right? Infinite. Infinite
0: worlds, infinite possibilities. Infinite
1: possibilities. Flip a coin, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Heads or tails. Someone else flipped that coin, and it came up the opposite way, or at least that's how I know it. I don't know. I saw some science fiction movies.
0: Yeah, yeah. I saw you flipping, like, a coin in my uh, Yoga Nidra class on uh, Wednesday.
1: Hey, how cool would that be? Everywhere you go, you just flip a coin for your decisions, right? (laughs) Should I go to Yoga Nidra or not? Flip a coin. Yes or no, right? Just every
0: single (laughs) (laughs) thing you did in
1: your entire life. I wonder what that would be like. I'm
0: I'm glad you were there, man. Thanks for coming to my Yoga Nidra class.
1: Oh, yeah. No worries, man. Yeah, I I was a little antsy. I got a hard time like laying down on my back, man. I gotta, yeah. I gotta like set it up next time. So you know, I gotta get comfortable. I didn't know what the protocol was if I should just straight up get comfortable and.
0: It takes me like ten to fifteen minutes to get comfortable yeah knee job. Right. Yeah. So that's natural. That's normal.
1: That's cool. Hey, man, how was your week? How you doing?
0: I've been uh, kicking ass this week, getting a lot of stuff done. Yeah. Yeah, I've been doing a lot of research for the show, booking a lot of guests. For this show? Yeah. No shit? Yeah.
1: Damn, that's so, pretty cool. Booking a lot of, we got a lot of exciting guests coming on this show. Yeah,
0: a lot of exciting guests. So. Yeah,
1: that's good stuff. So, hey, thanks, thanks for everybody for showing up again. You know, I'm really happy that you guys are listening right now. I was surprised you you came tonight. Thank you. This is amazing. You know, we, we do this for you. We do this for the people.
0: Yes, we love you. We're so grateful
1: so glad, so glad to have you back. I can feel you out there right now.
0: Yeah, I can almost touch you and taste you. I'm that close to you.
1: Damn, that's intense.
0: Yeah, you guys be smelling good, tasting good.
1: Yeah, our, our audience smells really good. What, yeah. are you, what are you wearing, audience?
0: They're in shape, too. You feel that? Yeah. V- very much in shape. So whatever you're doing, keep it up.
1: Some good people out there. What's up? How's your week? How's everybody's week? How's it going?
0: Well, I got to teach a new class called yoga nidra at create yoga wednesday night that was a nice treat we had a full class everybody got a nice psychic sleep and deep deep relaxation so i'm i'm happy anytime i'm at create that's like my second home
1: Mm, sounds good cool
0: i was i was just there um today actually Mm. good good times I think you were there too on Wednesday, weren't you?
1: Yeah, I did the, the Nidra thing. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Good class. Awesome. Well, I like those ladies up there. They're cool.
0: Yeah, they're cool. Sela, Jen, Harper.
1: Yeah, they're always so nice and inviting to everybody. That's pretty cool. I like that.
0: Yeah, big hugs all around.
1: Yeah. So welcome back to Redondo Beach, California. Chakra pod is in full effect. We're so happy you guys got to join us today. Glad to have you back on the show. We have a really interesting, amazing guest today. I had the privilege of talking with our guest earlier in the studio. He's a very informed, intelligent, awesome young man, brave young man. So super excited to hear what Ian has to say. Ian Anderson. Uh, he's gonna bring some, uh, drop him some knowledge about the universe. He's got a. Sh- he also has a podcast.
0: What's it called? messages from the multiverse
1: messages from the multiverse that sounds intense man
0: yeah i was just on his podcast a few days ago and it was a really amazing experience
1: wait you were actually on the podcast
0: yes he interviewed me about kundalini yoga kundalini awakening and various other topics related to healing and health and It was a very spiritual experience, and I got to deliver a message to the multiverses and to deliver a message to life outside of our earth, which was pretty amazing.
1: Well, damn, I want to try that. Can you he help yeah. me out? I want to do that.
0: If he invites you on the show, then maybe you'll get that opportunity.
1: Well, I've been trying to deliver a message to the universe for a long time, but it's not taking my mail, apparently. I don't know. Return to the sender, it keeps saying. So I don't know what's up with that.
0: Yeah, I think, I think you just got to try a few more times.
1: Yeah. Maybe right. do
0: some breath work, open up the Anahata heart chakra a little bit more, and maybe when they're ready for you. I don't know if they're ready for you. But when but, they're ready yeah. they'll they'll receive your message.
1: All right. Well yeah, in my experience not many people have been ready for me. So. <laughs> I'm a little intense Yeah,
0: you're a little intense You got that Texas cowboy uh, Cavalier vibe going on <laughs> Right? <laughs> you got that saloon vibe You're like ready with your six gl- guns Blazing, I got, right? I got the shit blazing, man
1: I'll tell you what, man <laughs> I get a little hype
0: Yeah, you get a little hype A little hot sometimes Hey, you know, you know It like gets it's be- hot in the studio sometimes It's
1: getting hot in here Hey, you know what I always say? It's better to be too much than to be too little.
0: I agree. I agree. Some people can't handle my energy, you know, and I'm pretty chill. So.
1: Yeah, you're pretty chill.
0: Yeah, very chill.
1: Yeah, you seem pretty chill most of the time.
0: Yeah, I, I noticed before we started the show, you were getting a little, you know, antsy, a little upset with me. What was going on there? What
1: are you talking about?
0: No, it's okay. We can talk about this on the air.
1: Upset about, I I told you, I I had my grievances. I put it out there. I go outside, get a breath, and...
0: Okay, yeah, I saw you out on the on the patio. You had to like calm down. You're you're getting triggered by by something I was eliciting, or
1: no, I just wasn't happy, man. Yeah, I wasn't happy with the conversation, so I went outside to get some air from the universe that actually treats me right, and I'm fucking happy now. You well, know?
0: I want to treat you right, Christian. This is what I'm here for. I'm here to. To treat you right To treat our guests right So If I did something To upset you I apologize
1: No I just thought That our first take Was garbage So I was done yeah, with it Yeah well so.
0: I, I thought it was pristine I thought it was like A diamond Wow Right
1: That's a shitty Fucking diamond Man <laughs> I'm all or nothing, dude, and that diamond fucking sucked. Well, Anyways. you know,
0: to each their own, right? Yeah. Didn't Henry David Thoreau say that to each their own? But it's all love here, and I love you, Christian. And so I just I want to give you a big bear hug from here. All right. You feel that?
1: Yeah, I can feel that. All right. It's a big ass mm, studio.
0: Mm. <laughs> Feels good.
1: You're so warm and cuddly. Yes. He's a cuddly man, ladies.
0: If I had a beard, I would be considered a San Francisco Castro Bear, I think. <laughs> I could see that. Right? Did, you, did right? you ever dabble in that? No, nah, never dabbled, but I appreciate those grizzly bears up in the Castro. So <laughs> shout out to the Castro Bears. Yeah. You see those license plate, and it's like SF Bear. You know, you see a lot of bears in the Castro. Mm, yeah, yeah. Those big burly men with the lumberjack look. Lumberjacks—they're like super masculine, and yeah, they want to let you know they're there, and right? They're, yeah, they're walking proud. They're San very Francisco. friendly. Yeah, they're very friendly. Yeah, Castro is my favorite district in San Francisco.
1: Yeah, I've been there a few times. I visited you there. Actually.
0: Yeah, you saw me there. Yeah, I've been to San
1: Francisco a few times. That's a cool city.
0: That's yeah, all right. it's probably my favorite city around the world.
1: Hmm, that's cool. Yeah, I always thought of it like because I lived in New York for a while. And I actually never went to San Fran, I don't think, until I got back from New York. And I was like, wow, this is, the, this is West Coast, New York, as close as you can get to New York. And I know all you New Yorkers out there are going to be offended by that and be like, hell no, that's not New York. But to me, it is. I, I think it's very New Yorkish, you know, inside California. A lot one, of
0: people say that.
1: Yeah. like And also, uh, like, the transition period. You know, if you are to be a diehard New York, you know, someone who lived and loved New York and— You have to move to California for some odd reason, money-based or whatever. I think most people are comfortable going to San Fran from New York. Like, they probably feel better about that. So, Or at least that's what I've heard.
0: That's what I've heard, too. And people have always said that I have a New York vibe, and they think I'm from New York. So wherever Uh, I travel around the world, they're like, are you from New York? For real? Yeah. I was in Hawaii in December, and a New Yorker there was like, yeah, I just love your energy. You remind me of New York. I love your sarcasm, and I just love everything about you. So Hey, I'm walking here. (laughs) i'm walking here so yeah a lot of people think i'm from new york i think charlotte marie like was was picking up on a new york accent i had at one time
1: Mm, yeah i wouldn't i honestly you know i mean i'm sure they're they know what's up but yeah i wouldn't say that about you at all because i don't know i just think of you as cali you know big time california but yeah yeah I, i was a texas boy go to cali and then move to new york i lived in new york for like a year and a half and I mean, it's a cool city. Don't get me wrong. I love the city for what it is, but I cannot live there. There's too much going on. It's it's noisy. It's wild. It stinks. It smells like shit, folks. New York smells like crap. All right. I'm
0: ready for Idaho. Idaho is a great place to go. Have D- you been there?
1: Dude, I partied in Boise, Idaho. Boise, okay.
0: Wait. I was in Moscow. You been to Moscow? No. Like, that's the college town up there.
1: Yeah, yeah, but Boise is too.
0: Yeah, isn't it like... It's like the State University in Boise, yeah, and then Moscow's University of Idaho.
1: Well, my buddy and I, we did a road trip from Texas to Seattle in a 1979 Lincoln Mark V with horns on the hood. So we put like 18-inch uh, steer horns on the hood of the the Lincoln. You know, it looked like Boss Hog car. Wow! And we drove that up up and down the country. Like people were like honking, giving us thumbs up. Some of us, some of them, flicking us off. <laughs> didn't like the horns, it was a fun trip. It was amazing, right? The car, yeah, it's a beautiful car. You could land a helicopter on the hood of the car. You know, it's one you of you
0: got to ride those horns. You got to yeah. ride life like a bull. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, absolutely. But we were making fun of a Boise. We we're like, you know, oh shit, we're going into Boise. This is going to be so lame. This is going to be shitty and lame. And I, I'll tell you what, that was one of our best cities that we stayed in. We had so much fun in Boise, Idaho. Those people know how to party. They are Good cool. Good people. Good people. They're fun. Yes. And, like, I don't know, man. I was just blown away. And after, you know, because we literally were making fun of it all the way up there. And, like, I place foot and mouth, you know, because Boise, Idaho, I love you, man.
0: Yeah, you never know until you get there. You have to experience it firsthand. Yeah, Before absolutely. you can form an opinion.
1: Yeah, Definitely. So, uh, hey, let's invite our our guest tonight, Ian, I'm, yeah, I'm kind of anxious to talk to Ian. this dude he's like he knows a lot of stuff, man. yeah, he's a hypnotherapist, yeah, shaman. I unloaded on Ian earlier. I was talking about all kinds of stuff, so he was listening he's a he's a good listener.
0: oh good i, I hope I hope he helped you out a little bit.
1: Oh yeah, of course he did, yeah, <laughs>
0: awesome, so let's uh let's get Rocco to bring him in. Hey, Rocco, you around, Rocco. Yo, what up man? It's Rocco. What you need? You need Ian? Alright, hold up. Hold up, man. Yo, Ian. Ian, where you at, dog? Alright, uh, what's it? up? What's up, Rocco? Yo, what's up, man? You ready to come in here and do the show? Oh man, let's do this. Alright, man. Here's uh here's Dom and Christian. Hey, what's up, Ian? How are you buddy? hey guys how you doing good to be here thanks for having me yeah it's a pleasure it's an honor to have you in the studio i was in your studio the other day and now you're in our studio
1: nice place
0: the chakra Pod studio thank you guys you. know
1: how to do it you keep it real around here yeah we keep it real yeah it's got that man cave vibe going that's how we like it oh yeah it's nice yeah i like it here good energy Thanks, man. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, glad to have you, man. Glad to be here. Yeah. So what's up, man? How's it going? So you have your own podcast, and it's called Messages from the Multiverse? Messages from the Multiverse, yeah. That's pretty kick-ass. Can you uh, explain, a lot of our viewers, including myself, our listeners, including myself, maybe we don't know what multiverse is. Can you kind of break that down real quick?
2: Sure, yeah. The, uh,
1: The original intention
2: of the show was to explore multiverse consciousness, which is the understanding, the belief, the, uh, the foundation of it all is that anything is possible, anything that we can conceive of exists in some some place, some plane, some form of reality, that creation is eternal, goes in all directions, in all times, as far as um, any being or, or God or creator can conceive of eternity, um, this eternity goes everywhere, it is everything, it's everything that can exist, everything that does exist, everything that ever will exist, and that our universe is just one piece of that, that puzzle, more like kind of a, if you think of it as, as almost like a sheet of paper, our universe is one sheet of paper and a stack that goes on forever, and every sheet of paper is another universe, all in their own spatial, uh, spatial temporal Bubble or realm, I guess you could say, and that each one is forever out of reach of the other ones uh, speaking physical uh, physically wise uh, for the the physical beings or physical objects, physical laws of nature within those universes are are all unto themselves within that that single universe. However, the uh, the premise of the show is that consciousness is the one thing that connects all of creation, and that even though we can't physically go into those universes, even though we can't physically meet, the other beings from those other planes of existence, we can communicate with them by projecting our consciousness into other realms. And mm. we do that first by going within, because our inner universe is, in a way, a reflection of the external universe. The two are like two sides of a coin that,
1: that need each other to exist. And uh, So you're basically saying consciousness can tear a metaphorical hole in the space-time continuum.
2: Well, in a way, we are we are nodes. Each one of us is a node of consciousness, almost like um, if you think of how gravity pulls matter together into clumps. Mm, yeah. We are clumps of consciousness that reach a point of awareness, and that awareness is able to kind of slide from place to place, from node to node, from plane to plane, across the endless expanse of consciousness that connects all things consciousness is the most fundamental force the most fundamental energy in creation in the multiverse and because of that it connects all things all places all times
1: wow i like that actually i want to start a punk rock band called clumps of consciousness nice yeah Yeah, i like that's kind of inspired me i like it good alliteration
2: clumps of consciousness consciousness. yeah that's nice Yeah. yeah
1: that's cool man that's pretty thank you that's
2: intense. I like it. Yeah, Thanks. yeah. I've been exploring a lot of really cool stuff on the show. Yeah, been meeting a lot of really cool people. Yeah, all the guests that come on are really great. They got a really. They all have really cool ideas. You know, I, I approach the show as if um, each guest is is speaking the truth as as they understand it. Mm. And and coming from that point of view, really gives me the ability to get deep in questions. You know, to, to I like to I like to approach as much as possible the uh the mechanics of how consciousness functions how these uh these people how they explore the universe that they exist in okay um whether it's you know somebody who is is uh exploring consciousness through art and music or somebody who's exploring it through something like channeling which was the last episode which was really cool um, or somebody who you know is uh using it to um become a uh you know kind of like a conduit For the angelic energy or something like that you know we've had a lot of really cool people come on a lot of really interesting stuff so i'm having a lot of fun doing it i love it i don't plan on stopping anytime soon and uh (laughs) you know i just had dharm on earlier this week and it's going to be a really cool episode it's going to post on on tuesday yeah and i'm looking forward to getting people's feedback and i I just i really appreciate everybody who listens to uh, my show and this show so thanks for being here everybody that's great
0: thank you Ian. we appreciate that and I have a question for you. What do you think is the most interesting universe that you've encountered outside of our universe here?
2: It's a good question. I'd say um, well, it's it's hard to label them. you know it's it really is hard to it's hard to label them. I'd say probably the most interesting would have to be the universe that I come in contact with or the reality that I could, the mind, the consciousness I come in contact with within the psychedelic experience.
0: Okay, and what is that like for our listeners at home? How would you describe that universe and what are the benefits of exploring this universe?
2: Exploration is its own benefit because the whole point to all of this, the whole point to life and existence is expansion. It is all about encompassing as much as possible, about taking in as much as possible, about learning, exploring, meeting other people, other forms of consciousness, loving them, projecting our best version, our best vision of what we can imagine, our world, our life, our multiverse being, projecting that out into the world into the universe, into the multiverse, so that we can bring something that matches that back into ourselves, Okay, because that's the cycle of creation. We have our thoughts, we have our words, our actions, we project out into the multiverse, out into the universe, and then we are answered by the multiverse, by the universe, based on what we project out in the form of thoughts, words, and actions. So exploring and encompassing, expanding, and taking in as much as possible all the different experiences that we can, not judging them before we have them, right? Not not acting like we know something about something that we don't, that's really important, you know? Um, so experiencing as much as possible, I think, is really important. And pushing boundaries of consciousness is really important. So I think exp- exploration has its own, it, it is its own benefit. It is inherently good. And, um, you know, I'd, I'd have to say that it. Since your question was the most interesting, yes. I'd say, yeah, the most interesting to me is what I experience when I come in contact with the form of consciousness that I'm able to integrate with during the psychedelic experience. And, and what I mean by the psychedelic experience is specifically the plant world, the plant world through psychedelic plants, through entheogenic plants that I come in contact with, um, It. It gives me a perspective that I haven't been able to duplicate in any other way, Um, although it doesn't need to be duplicated because it has its own thing that it offers. And every other way of expanding our consciousness has its own value. So we talked about Kundalini. We talked about Kundalini Yoga in in our episode. That is its own way of expanding. And because of that, it's inherently good in its own way. Love, that's inherently good. Right. Anything that can allow us to expand is inherently good because expanding our consciousness is always going to support the best interest of all people, all forms of consciousness, all forms of creation. It always supports that best interest because it is not limiting us. It is not um, leading us to ignorance or fear. And in order to expand, we have to release fear. And releasing fear is always also good because fear is the opposite of love. When we release fear, we can encompass and take in more love and therefore give out more love. Could you, yes. uh,
1: could you possibly um, express this sentiment to our current um, presidential candidates?
2: Well, you know, um, I, would, I, would, I would wonder if I did, yeah. if they would hear me. Uh, but I, I'd be happy to. Yeah, no. I'll talk to anybody. (laughs) I'm I'm
1: serious too. By the way, whatever you're saying right now is amazing, and you know, I'm thinking, and that's the first thing that comes to my head because that's we're in a you know a heated political environment right now, and I'm thinking to myself, holy shit, if these people were a little more in touch. But I guess the allure of power, you know, sort of negates a lot of humanity. I think so.
2: Yeah, there there is a there's a spectrum that we all exist within, and that spectrum is um, between. Full enlightenment and full unconsciousness.
1: Mm. Oh wow! So yeah.
2: you know we can slide along that spectrum. We're, we're nothing is ever static. Yeah, things are always yeah. changing. Um, however, we can move forward without taking steps backward. I think that's part of why we're here. Uh, it's part of our path and our, our purpose for existing as individual nodes of consciousness. Um, but uh, I, I will say that where our attention goes, our energy flows. Okay. Mm. Yes, I agree. S- since that is true, we have to be careful about what we pay a lot of attention to. Yeah. And what we allow into our world, what we allow into our mind. Uh, we have multiple levels of consciousness within ourselves, and the deeper things go, the more it affects us. Yeah. You know, the
1: deeper into our consciousness things go, the more it affects us. Um, so I can totally relate. The more I watch, I don't try not to watch news, but. When I do watch it, I can tell that it affects me. Yeah. L- let me ask you a question real quick though. Do you think that children, where are they on the spectrum of enlightenment? Oh, chil- mean,
2: children are off the charts as okay. far as we understand. That's it, what I thought. You know? Yeah. Yeah. They. Okay. They come in. They come in not only fresh and and wide open. Yeah. Consciously, but I I believe that they are also more directly connected. To what people met, might call the other side, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, um, You know, I, I, I have, the divine. Yeah, I have difficulty um, conceptualizing it because I, I really don't. I think that uh, that saying something like the other side it puts too much of a too much of a human type of perspective on it. Um, whereas the the multiverse was created by by a consciousness that is not human hmm. in our understanding of it. Although, you know, we do hold part of that, that energy within us. I think that, um, that children come in with that pure divinity, that pure vibration of love within themselves. And then the universe or the more specifically, actually the world, the world we yeah. live in and yeah. even more specifically human culture, um, human civilization, and what we would consider games of power and ego, things like that, um, that pulls children away from that divinity as they get older. So in a sense, the world is full of traps that can Mm. take away from the power and energy or the vibration that we're born with. Part of our struggle here is getting through the world Without becoming the world. Watch out for the traps, people. Yeah, watch yeah, out. We, we have a mission when we come here, and part of our part of our uh, of our purpose and part of our struggle is to fulfill that mission, right? And and even to become aware of the mission because we're born with no awareness of that mission. So we come here and we have to try to do the best that we can while we're here to stay focused on our mission, which we are unaware of, to become aware of that mission as much as possible through our life and to have as positive of an influence on the world as we can while we're here so that we can leave our imprint on the world instead of the world leaving its imprint on us. Because the world that we live in now is very different from the world that we lived in when we were evolving here Mm. or when we were becoming ourselves, when we were becoming human. We were human for a very long time before we were civilized human.
1: Oh, yeah. Right? So I, I talk about that frequently. I yeah. always th- when in doubt, what would a caveman do? Exactly, yeah, because yeah. we,
2: we are not used to living in civilization. Civilization is um, sort of, uh, I mean, I, I hate to say it this way, but civilization is kind of like a disease on the surface of the planet. Uh, we have to. We have a lot of big questions that we need to answer if we are going to bring civilization to a point where we can have it and survive yeah. with it, well, without w- destroying the planet.
1: Yeah, you're right. And like most things, the the um, the the road to hell was paved with good intentions, yeah. right? Yeah, sure, that, yeah, yeah. So everything usually comes from a place of, uh, um, you know, a good place, and yet it it transforms into something that's dangerous and ineffective. Yeah. And yeah, I like that. So consciousness could bring us to a place where. We realize these things, and it becomes less dangerous. Maybe, or, or you said a quote earlier. I forgot what you said uh, about within. I think Gandhi said it.
2: Yeah, be the change you want to be see in the, the world. Cha- yes, and sure. I love that. I love yeah. that.
1: That's really important to me. And I, I just learned this recently, like within the last couple of years. It's like, oh, you know, everything's going crazy. What you know? What's what's happening? The whole world's going crazy. But yeah, you start with that, right? Be the change. Mm -hmm, Yeah, we have to lead by example.
0: Yeah, let's focus on the positive, right? Right, yeah. And come from the heart center. And you were saying this universe, this plant-based universe through psychedelics, do you think that experience is for everyone? And should everyone experience that universe in order to come into a place of greater love and understanding of the world and the other states of consciousness that exist here? yeah that
2: that's an interesting question and and uh you know not really one that I think is answerable really with with a with a with an actual answer that I could say across the board yes everybody should experience that mm, yeah. um, because everybody's different for one but I do think that there is something to gain for everyone if they can get themselves to a place where they can be open to the experience, and handle the experience without um, turning away from it, without becoming afraid. Part of the problem is that uh, humans are afraid of the unknown, and very few things are as unknown and strange as the psychedelic experience. However, the wisdom that is within the psychedelic experience, specifically plant-based, is that um, these plants... We're able to plug ourselves into the consciousness matrix of these plants and these plants are extremely ancient They have wisdom that connects down into the earth, right? Right. Yeah, I agree We're able to move around the surface of the earth plants and trees are not however plants go down into the earth the earth is all we know it's all we have and If we are to make the best of our situation that we're in, we need that earth wisdom, we need that plant wisdom, and actually, I mean, really, to be quite honest, we need all the wisdom we can get.
0: Right, and there are many lessons to learn from that experience if you can work through the fear, if you can work through the anxiety that comes up, and the loss of ego that can occur, and the... Strange sensations that you feel in your tummy, yeah, and let me body. just say
2: one thing. You know, a lot of the a lot of the fear and the anxiety comes from people believing things about these plants and these substances. Paradigms that they've been told by people who don't know what they're talking about and who haven't experienced it. Sure, there's a lot of propaganda about psychedelics. There's a lot of propaganda about these plants and these substances. Uh, that's just flat not true you know it just there's a lot of things that people believe about it that that is not true but
1: at the same time some of it is true
2: some of it is and so it is
1: quite disrupting and it's quite dangerous that's where we have to
2: be careful you know about where we get our information from sure and it's also important to be educated before we try anything and it's important to be responsible and to treat these things with respect Mm. It's not a recreational thing. It's not a party. It's a sacrament. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. something that's been used Spiritual for experience and thousands and thousands of years to gain insight into realms that we normally don't have access to. And, um, they need to be treated with respect. And, you know, that being said, um, education is very important and it's also important to have a
1: guide who knows what they're doing. So, um, for those who Amen. maybe, maybe, um, is there alternatives to experience these, this type of, you know, wisdom without going down that route? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, there,
2: there, there are a million, there are a million ways to gain wisdom and insight and to explore consciousness. That's one way. And it's one way that, uh, you know that I feel in in my personal in my life and with and through my path. In my opinion, it's one way that I feel is effective for me. Yeah. But it's not the only way that I use. Yeah. Um. And it's the it's the way that I that I use. It's the way that I expand my consciousness, least frequently.
1: Okay. Okay. It, it's yes. Oh, I see. Yeah. 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 Um. Uh, let me interject real quick. The Master CEO episode that we had. I don't know if you got a chance to listen to that. I haven't heard that. that one yet. No. Awesome. My One of my favorite episodes, I'll Master CEO, he talks about uh, living in a cave in Hawaii with monks who mm. live in a cave in Hawaii, right? So he had an opportunity to live with them for over a year, and it was all nonverbal communication. They could not speak. And I'm not talking about, like, using your hand signals to communicate. Right. I'm talking about straight up non, no communication whatsoever yeah. to the point where they basically mind melded and they were able to speak and mm-hmm. communicate through their energy and their mind. Yeah. Pretty intense. He tells a great story. I, I, t- I, I My version of that was terrible. So get in well, a, a line and listen to that, folks, if you haven't of heard the, it. One of the great things that these plants offer
2: is the experience of boundary dissolution. Um, also could be called ego dissolution or ego death. Now, ego dissolution is a is a spectrum of its own right we can have a little bit and we can have a lot i i think of it and conceptualize it as what i call a coherency wave okay, okay. and the coherency wave is uh, while we while we descend the coherency wave we're actually experiencing a split between our ego and the world that we understand as our world. Okay, mm. so we get a we get a dis- a dissolution or a dissolving effect of our understanding and our connection to ourselves and our life and our connection to the world around us. And if we if we go deep enough into that experience, we become something that is a. Kind of like a, a, a pure consciousness, like what you might consider like the philosopher's stone type of thing. Something yeah, that's yeah. been purified to the point where it is free of all baggage, right? It's free of all earthly stuff that you pick up when you're here, okay? Those vows of silence that that those monks do. Yeah. That's another way of obliterating those walls. It just takes longer.
1: Right. Right yeah. those
2: those boundaries, they will there's nothing like bringing those boundaries down. But there are many ways to do it and the the silence that's one way that you can there's no way to resist going within when you are in a vow of silence. Mm. You there's yeah. no, there's nothing you can do. You will go within and you will go very deep. Because communication, in a lot of ways, pulls us out of our awareness, especially when we're communicating with other people or interacting with the world around us. It pulls us outside of ourselves. It pulls us outside of our inner world. When we're not interacting with that, when we're in a cave and our stimulus is very limited, and we're not speaking, we're not joking. You know, we're not philosophizing between each other. Right. We can. We go very, very deep, and that is. Uh, that's a way to get at that that purity of consciousness.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: And there are many ways to do it, and that's that's one very effective way. And I know a lot of people who use that and have had extremely profound yeah. experiences
1: doing it. One of our other guests actually talked about that too. Maggie Kay said that she uh, did. A, I don't recall how long she did it, but it was quite an extended period of time of silence. Yeah. It's
2: it's hard. Uh, you know, I've I've considered doing it many times, but I mean, as you know, as a as a parent. Um, yeah. Finding an extended period of time where I can take myself to a cave and <laughs> and be silent—that's that, difficult.
1: We're gonna have to wait till they're
2: eighteen. Yeah, and that's, they go off to college. That's hard. So, the, Dad, where are you going? The um, time will I'm gonna come. be in this cave over here. Yeah, yeah. The, the time will come. You know, yeah. I'd, I'd bring them with me if I could, but uh, I don't. Yeah. I don't think that they're not old enough to understand yet. So, you know, to, to get the the purpose and the meaning behind it. So, you know, one day the time
1: will come for me to explore that, that yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. You know, as a father, both of you and I are fathers. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It is an interesting dynamic. Some things definitely have to be put on a back burner. Sure. Yeah. Cause they come first, you know, absolutely. It's an interesting way of living now, you know, cause I've only been doing it for eight years. I don't know how long you've been doing it, but um before that I was not a father yeah <laughs> so yeah my my kids are a little
2: older than yours but uh, yeah. you know the the way I see it you know we are we are children also, yeah, because we've been parents for as long as they've
1: been people, right? So you know, we are all awesome. learning
2: as we go. That's, that's a great. Sure. I love that. That's. Yeah.
1: I'm going to use that. Okay. We've been parents for as long as they've been people. Yeah, and you know, we. I'm right. going to use that to them. I'm going to be like, you know what? I'm new at this, so yeah. give me a break. <laughs>
2: exactly. Yeah. You know, it's it's uh, it, parenting and and love. You know, those are also uh, boundary yeah. dissolving. Experiences. It is, yeah. And uh it's incredible. You know, I yeah. love it. Yeah. To be the the whole goal of all of this is to be able to recognize the divinity in another person, to be able to mm. see another person as a reflection or projection of yourself. Yeah. To um be able to recognize that within you you have a piece of that creative energy. that, you know, I, I have I have a little bit of an issue with the word God. Um so I, I try to find ways of labeling it that won't bring up all that association that everyone has around that word. Mm. So I I call it the mind of the multiverse or the mind of creation. We all have a piece of that consciousness within ourselves that gives us the ability to see another person as divine and to love them through that, that projection or through that realization. Right. Yeah. Which is why, you know, we, that's why we tell other people through our, through our actions and our spirituality you know I recognize the divinity in you I bow to it and I and I love you as a, as a reflection of myself I love you as I would love myself and in order to do that we have to love ourselves
1: yeah right I love that so, so going like,
2: within is important for that
1: and that, that kind of goes back we talk about this on Chakrapod it's like you can't compliment someone without actually complimenting yourself so what you're recognizing in them is something that actually exists within you yeah and you can turn
2: that around to the negative too yes because you can't hurt another person without hurting yourselves either right right
0: yeah when you point your finger at someone else you have three fingers back at yourself pointing back at yourself yeah So that goes back to the psychological defense mechanism of projection, which is the most common psychological defense mechanism in relationships, and Mm. you'll encounter it in the workplace and your family. So projection, a lot of projection. everywhere denial Mm -hmm. so yeah you got to be careful when you're criticizing another person because you have those three fingers pointing back at you
2: yeah and we we really have no place to judge anyone for anything you know i mean we can't understand we, we can't see from our perspective from where we are we can't see the bigger picture we don't know another person's path we don't know what they're here for. What they're what they're here to experience. All we can do is control and work with ourselves, and through that, and leading by example, we are able to make the world a better place and to have a positive effect on other people by showing I, what that work can do for a person. And you know, it's done. It's done wonders for me, and, and anybody I know who takes this path, uh, it's a path that once you are on, you don't turn around. You you, you don't look
0: back. Yeah, my spiritual teacher said if you cannot see God in all, you cannot see God at all.
2: Yeah, that's perfect, yeah. You
0: have to take your blinders off and start looking at other people as divine and as a beautiful child of God. I saw someone criticizing another person online today, and I was like, wow, does that person talk to their daughter like that? Do they talk to themselves like that? Sure. That's some really mean abuse you're spilling on another person online, and here you are, have you have this beautiful picture of your daughter on your page. Do you speak to your family like that? Mm, it's wow. just you yeah. know something to really think about, because when you talk about another person with negativity, that may be masking the negativity that you have for yourself. And maybe some repressed anger that you need to be be working on, released with a therapist or
1: definitely yeah, a
0: therapist. Like, Bo-
1: like Bob Marley said, he's like, while you point your finger, someone else is judging you. Exactly, yeah. And you yeah. know what?
2: When I when I studied um, philosophy and and things like that in college, I I came to an understanding something that I ask myself anytime I see something that I think is. Or that I'm not sure if it's right or wrong or that I think is wrong. Sometimes if I'm going to point something out to somebody, my question is, what would the world be like if everybody did that? And that's an important question to ask ourselves. And I mean everybody. You know, what if everybody lied? What if everybody uh, went back on promises? What if everybody threw their trash on the ground? You know, what if everybody
1: did that? What we if everybody would, didn't right. stop at that stop sign? Yeah,
2: we live in a world that would be chaos, just, uh, completely unfunctional. We would not yeah. be able to to go on,
1: right? I and like that, that.
2: That goes for pretty much everything that, that we find as, um, you know, against the good. If everyone were to do it, if, like, for example, if everyone were to break promises, um, making promises would become pointless. Uh, if everyone were to lie, we would have no idea what was true and what was not. Uh, if everybody were to throw their crap on the ground all the time, you know, we'd all be neck deep in trash. So, you know, we have to ask ourselves that sometimes. And and if we can find something that that would say that gives us the answer that the world would be a better place if everybody did that, that's something that we can support in our in our life as something maybe that we can do or that we can agree with other people doing in the world. Mm. Yeah, that's cool. Sat
0: Nam, that's beautiful. Yeah, I like that. So, with that said, we're going to take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. We're going to be back with Ian Anderson and Chakrapod. We have a lot of special events coming up, so don't go anywhere. We're going to tell you about those special events. You're listening to Chakrapod with Dharm and Christian. Shawman, such a treat to be with you here in the studio today. Ian, you're awesome. Thank
2: you. It's good to be here.
0: So you have some events coming up, right? Uh, well, there's some well, there's websites a, to plug.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of stuff in the in the works right now that I'm that I'm doing. Um, nothing that I can really uh, you know give dates on yet a lot of it's just kind of in the development phase but um, I will give my my website and you know how you can find me on social media and find my podcast and everything my website is hypnotropia.com that's h y p n o t r o p i a.com you can find the podcast there that's also um, the the homepage for the podcast that's the page for my private practice uh, but mm-hmm. when, you, when you go there, you'll see the title of the show, Messages from the Multiverse, along the, the top of the page. Uh, so if you just click that, that'll take you to the main page for the show. You can find all the available episodes there, but you can also find the episodes on iTunes, uh, Google Play Music. Um, you can find it at Stitcher. You can find them um, on SoundCloud, obviously, which is where the, the show is actually hosted. So um, that's under Hypnotropia and under Messages from the Multiverse. Um, so there's that. I can be contacted uh, for hypnotherapy for uh, shamanic cleansing, shamanic healing. I do cleansings of land. Oh awesome um, homes, um, people, bodies, entities. I, I do all kinds of stuff. Uh, so you know if you have any questions, just want to know more. If you want to talk to me about something, uh, you can always contact me at Ian. that's iAN at hypnotropia.com. And then my my Twitter and Facebook is just at Hypnotropia. The at symbol and Hypnotropia. It's going to be the same on both Twitter and Facebook. Um, you throw an eight, you put an eight one eight at the end, Hypnotropia eight one eight, and that's going to take you to my my practice um, business page on Facebook. So oh, that's cool. about it. You know, if you just keep an eye on my podcast, keep an eye on the blog on my site, and you'll you'll find all the information you need about anything that's coming up.
0: Awesome. So we're all about love, all about peace here with Ian tonight and with Chakrapod and messages from the multiverse so you're a very intellectual cerebral individual who has studied propaganda is that right?
2: Uh, yeah it's one of the things that I've studied um, I would say uh, a lot A lot of what I do I, I, I study things I have studied a lot I've read a lot um, but I also like to um, analyze things. I like to philosophically approach concepts and ideas. So um, I've studied propaganda, but I've also written on it. Uh, I've done two episodes on the podcast on propaganda, um, titled Propaganda and Suggestibility, one and two, because one of the most important factors in propaganda is our receptivity to it, our, um, our tendency to take it in, to let it affect us. That's one of the most mm-hmm. important factors in, in the issue uh, because if we're not suggestible to it, if we're not open to receiving it, it won't affect us. Um, so as a hypnotherapist, that's the way that I approach my writing and, and my um, my speaking on propaganda because my definition of propaganda might be a little different from, from other people's definition, but my definition on propaganda is any message or piece of media that has been created with the intention of convincing you that you are less than you truly are and therefore that you should accept less than you truly deserve. Uh, So coming from that direction, from that position, I approach um, helping people understand how to protect their minds from negative messages that don't serve them in a positive way. And I think one of the most important factors in that is how parents monitor the information that they uh, let their children absorb um, you know that that brings us to all kinds of issues having to do with technology and the internet and tablets and you know VR goggles and I mean we I was talking to Christian earlier about uh, how just insane it is um, just even going to a restaurant and seeing how people will just sit there their little baby down and, and basically just Slap a screen right in front of them So they don't have to hear them talk Or don't have to talk to their Or interact with their kid they, You know, they'll just
0: uh, Yeah, know, the whole family has iPhones And their iPads in. out at yeah, the table
2: Yeah, and I mean, do people even talk anymore? You know, you, you you can see a party of eight people Out at dinner And not one of them will be talking to anyone else And anytime they do It's because they want to show them something That somebody tweeted Or that somebody posted on their, on their timeline on Facebook Or something like that, you know And, and that's propaganda is directly connected to our technology it's it's a very important issue in our technology because it is it is given to us and directed at us by people who do not have our best interest in mind and that's very important because we have as conscious beings the ability to control where we get our information that's a powerful thing that's a powerful right to have that's a that's a strong power that we can exercise and when we do, we send a strong message to the people and organizations who are sending out that propaganda.
0: Yeah, a lot of people are shutting off the mainstream media, shutting off sites and TV shows like MSNBC, CNN, Fox News, and a lot of people are getting their information from the Internet these days, from Twitter, from Instagram, and you saw the the uprising In the Middle East, where you had in Libya and Syria, lots of people communicating on social media to, you know, fight the powers that be. Right. And basically shutting out the mainstream media and, you know, telling the truth to people around the world instead of getting government propaganda spins. Because we know since the 1950s, the CIA has been infiltrating. The mainstream media through Operation Mockingbird. And they ended that program in the 70s or 80s, but the relationships were still there. You know, these CIA operatives going into major radio stations, television stations, and basically making strong connections with the broadcasters and the journalists to produce the stories they wanted to tell to the American people in the world.
2: Yeah, yeah. And, you know, mind control is a real thing. And it's something that can be imposed on us or something that we can exercise within ourselves. And, uh, you know, the the real question is, do we want our beliefs about self-worth? Do we want our ideas about the world? Do we want the way that we parent our children? Do we want those things to be dictated to us by people who don't care about us, by people who don't have our or organizations that don't have our highest and best interest, our, our best and highest good in mind. And I think most people will agree the answer is no. Um, because if we do accept that, that type of information, if we do accept these uh, people and organizations that don't care about us as uh, being the ones who we allow to dictate to us, our beliefs about our, you know, our our, uh, our self-image, our um, self-worth, and all that—that's going to have a major effect on how we experience the world, because how we experience the world is informed by how we feel about ourselves. And when you make a change in a positive way in your self-worth, your beliefs of self-worth, in your self-image, you have an, an almost immediate shift in your experience of the world. So. That's something that we really need to be careful about because all of us consume a lot of media. All of us consume a lot of information. And there are good sources of information out there.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I know Christian has a lot to say about this. would love to hear his input.
2: Yeah, especially because you yourself are are a father. What do you think about the uh, iPad or tablet situation? I mean, mean, we talked earlier. I know you see the same thing I do.
1: No, I, I agree with you 100%, Ian. And quite honestly, I, I tell a story I might have told already on the show. But, <clears throat> you know, a, a parent who um, takes uh, their you know, a normal everyday activities in your life and you're driving to the grocery store, you're driving somewhere, you're eating at a restaurant, you're doing all these things, except your kid didn't do these things. They were playing Angry Birds on your phone. So they didn't actually go to the restaurant. They didn't actually go to the grocery store. They didn't actually do the daily, daily, you know. They didn't actually look out their window while they were driving. They didn't actually feel the act of, you know, the feeling of boredom. Mm -hmm. That's important, right? What's it like to be bored? I don't know. Some kids can't answer that question. They don't know. I yeah. think boredom's incredible. That's a powerful thing to it's say. It's really
2: important. Some of our best yeah. ideas come
1: when we're bored. Correct. When we're
2: not being occupied by something else.
1: I love it when my children say, I'm bored. Daddy, I'm bored. My son, he'll roll on the ground. He's like, Daddy, I'm bored. I'm like, I'm like okay, well, uh, how can we fix this? And he comes up with the idea. You know, I ask him questions like, I'm like, I don't believe in boredom. I don't think there's any such thing as it, right? So, but um, as a child, you you do. You feel bored. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But yeah, man, I feel bad for these kids, you know? Yeah. I don't want them to be staring at whatever they're looking at. And some things on the phone are okay. I'm not, like, shutting everything down, right. you know? Like, we play Minecraft, you know? I think that's kind of cool. But I tell my son, I says, I'm just like... You know it's cool. You can play Minecraft, but you know I got to see some progress elsewhere too. You know we yeah. got to you know, kick that ball in the park. And he's cool like that. He doesn't want to play Minecraft all day. But uh, it's interesting, man. It's going to be. It's, I'm worried a little bit for our children. You know, as a six, you, you just said about the little baby. You put a camera or uh, sorry, a phone in front of a little baby. That that kid is six months old or nine months old, and I've seen this before. Mm-hmm. They can't even move their head up out of their their little. You know their seat thing, whatever that's called, and yet there's a phone in front of them. And I'm like, what the fuck, you know? These yeah. kids are quiet anyways. Just let them look at the restaurant. You know, look at the weird stuff, you know?
2: That has always been a very important factor in human development. Mm. And the, the fact that babies, that baby humans come into the world wide open, yeah. right? With their, their subconscious mind wide open, right. their mind is like a sponge. The reason why it's like that is because they learn by matching mirroring observing mm. and mimicking the things that their parents do yeah if all you're love doing and giving them to match and mirror and mimic and and imitate is cartoons um stuff that other people have created which right. by the way have their own built-in <coughs> messages of propaganda within them mm-hmm. uh, it's not just an advertising where we find propaganda it's an Anything. The
1: messaging, it's, yeah. It's all over the place. It's a, it could be a personal propaganda without, you know, someone even realizing that they're yeah. doing it. Yeah, and
2: it doesn't, it's not necessarily yeah. always, you know, a, a very evil thing, yeah. but it might, you know, it, it might be something that just, you know, might be undesirable or mm-hmm. something like that or just, you know, might affect your kid in an unexpected way. But, you know, it, you made a great point with the fact that they're not going through the grocery store. They're not seeing their, yeah. their parents interacting with other people. Right. They're seeing these images these cartoons these games you know whatever it is you're not seeing the the beautiful world going by which really is a beautiful place you know it's the the only one we have it's a gem yeah really i mean it's a it's a diamond in the rough if you look at our planet and look at everything else we know in in the universe there's no place like it and that 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 might not be you know, an absolutely true statement. There might be other places like it. We, we just don't know about we don't it. We know, don't have yeah. another one that we can yeah. go to if we destroy this one.
1: And, and it's important
2: know, that our kids learn to respect life and, and value and cherish yeah. it. And part of that has to do with being able to be bored and be okay with it yeah. and, and to be able to be creative. Because if all you do is feed your kids other people's creative work, mm-hmm. then th- your kids are going to grow up with... No understanding of how to be creative themselves, right? You know, because they don't know they don't know how to create. Yeah. They only know how to consume.
1: And my and my favorite thing about little babies, right? All time favorite thing. You're walking around in a grocery store and you pass a little baby. What happens? It, assuming they're not on an iPhone, their eyes watch you. Their eyes watch you. Yeah. So they look you right in your eyes, and they look right into your soul. It's like, mm-hmm. you, know, w- you know, they start this. At the very early age they can't see when they're two months old but you know as their eyes develop they can see and they look you right in your eyes and they stare right into your soul and you know i'm, I'm worried about those kids who don't get that and they're staring at a screen instead of looking at strangers in their eyes all the time because mm-hmm. that's my favorite thing i walk in a grocery store and a little kid staring right at my freaking eyes i love that it makes my day you know yeah baby snatcher <laughs> Yeah. Baby stealer. I would definitely be like, I want that baby. <laughs> that was the cutest little baby. I've always want to say that to people and I'm just like, ah, eh, can't do that.
0: We had a baby stealer on our show, Charlotte Marie, our second episode.
1: She loved babies. She
0: I think she stole a few babies. Watch out. Career. Watch out. Watch out. Hide your babies.
2: <laughs> you know, I think I think part of the uh part of this thing with with our our tablets and our phones and and all that is the uh, that we just have we have such a, a such a, a desire for not only instant gratification, but also to surround ourselves with things that we like and agree with all the time. Mm. Wow, well, yeah, you know, one of the one of the issues that I that I really wanted to talk about today is the issue of um, not only political correctness, but mm. also this this thing that's come into human culture pretty recently which is our inability to have a conversation with other people who don't agree with us right without screaming or attacking them or calling them uh you know x y and z racist
1: or you know a bigot or an idiot or an asshole or whatever it it is it used to be Ian that once you started calling someone names you lost you lost the argument you lost the argument yeah and now that seems to be the status quo Oh, that's the go-to that's the go-to and yeah. so i think what you and i alluded to this earlier we were having a conversation and i love that you brought this up is the first amendment right mm-hmm. is the right to free speech uh just so you folks know um that's not very common throughout the world so right. that's something that we've established here in the united states that is written in stone we do have the right to free speech and it really is kind of you know that actual amendment is speaking to the government.
0: Well, now they're saying it's but, illegal to read WikiLeaks. Yeah, CNN said it was illegal for Americans. Well, that, to that, read WikiLeaks. That is
1: a gray area because that is stolen documentation and it's technically treason to steal that type of documentation from a government entity. So I, I do understand that, but I think I think. More so is that the level of the people, right? The the conversations that people are having with each other, particularly on a um, college campus, we Mm -hmm. see this a lot, the degradation of the first right amendment. Whereas if you say something, especially conservative or right wing on a campus, you can be punished. And or screamed at, or not even punished from the establishment, or screamed, but you would be screamed at by somebody else. Or
0: you can get beaten up for it. Or
1: you can get beaten up for it. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. if you say if you say off.
0: blue lives Matters, correct. Yeah, you can get actually beat up really bad, which we've seen in Alabama. It happened. Yeah, I think it was a high school. Actually, was it high, high school? High yeah. school student got beat up really bad. So this is the concept. Just for posting blue lives matter on social right. media, on Facebook.
1: So this, this is a, so that actually, that concept right there is called trigger, triggering. Yep. So um, these kids on campus are learning about getting triggered and they need safe spaces to either speak their mind or have their own, argu- their own conversations about things. How dare anyone have an opposite opinion of them?
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, uh, that the safe space thing is, it's getting out of hand, you know, because mm-hmm. the only safe space that, we should really be guaranteed in public is the safety to be ourselves, and that includes saying what we feel what we think what we want, right The safe space that people are are talking about in in the context of taking our right of free speech away is the the safety to not have my feelings hurt yeah okay
1: right it, it's it's just dis- and the, these people are feeling discomfort, yeah right, right, which. In my opinion, comfort is the antithesis of learning new ideas.
2: We have to be able to go outside of our comfort zone if we want to make progress. It's, yeah. it's one of the most important factors. And I, and I will uh, refer people to episode one of Messages from the Multiverse and, and even more importantly, episode six, part two of the propaganda and suggestibility. If you want to hear um, my feelings on this situation, because I I believe that the number one emotion, which is programmed into all of us, the number one emotion, which is the enemy of progress, the enemy of free thinking is righteous indignation. And Mm -hmm. that's what all of us immediately go to, or at least that's that's the, uh, the thing that a lot of us are triggered to when somebody says something or does something that we disagree with, something that doesn't hurt us directly, something that doesn't You know, restricting other person's freedoms, just basically something that makes you feel uncomfortable. Yeah, Uh, we're at a point. Your religion or or whatever, you know, righteous indignation is the number one thing that prevents real progress and real conversations from taking place. And I will refer you all to history, uh, which we all are familiar with, the history of the human race on this planet, at least as far back as we can understand, at least as far back as our records go. The people who have created the most positive change in the world are the people who offended the people around them Mm. more, the most. Uh, The people who have been Gandhi, Martin Martin Luther King Jr. The people who've been executed, assassinated, burnt at the stake, imprisoned, blinded, uh, made to commit suicide, like Socrates. You know, these people are the ones who, who. Joan of Arc. Joan of Arc. They. These are the people who offended. The people around them who upset the status quo more than anyone, and so they were punished by it, but these are the people who we remember as being the ones who have led the world into the state that it's in now, which, even though we have our own problems now, is better than the world we lived in two, three, four, five hundred years ago, where you weren't able to say something Without you know, say say, say say opposing the church or something like that, without having your head yeah. cut off or without being strapped to a right. you know a tree and and burnt alive or something like that. Well, what so we're a lot seeing of progress has been made.
1: And what we're seeing right now, I think, is you know from our young people on these college campuses that are being brainwashed into this thought process, this um, degradation of the First Right Amendment is an addiction to indignation.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it is. Yeah, it, it's yeah. an addiction to comfort it's yeah and it it, comfort it extends it extends all the way even to the issue of our tablets and our technology yeah you know because this uh this addiction it's also it takes the form of entitlement it takes the form of immediate um the need for immediate gratification you know it's something that we have all come to be very, very used to with the fact that we can find anything we want, uh, we can get anything we want, we can get all the information that we need to reinforce our own worldview just by going on Google and searching for the things that we like. Yeah. Um, but for every view, there's an opposing view. For one person to say one thing, there's another person saying and thinking the opposite. It doesn't mean that either one of them is true or more true than the other. It just means that if we think one thing, if we feel one thing, we can find what we need to reinforce that belief online.
1: Mm. Yeah, We have to be open right. to all things. I see what you're saying. So you can basically seek out your comfort zone? Exactly,
2: yeah. And we can right. reinforce ourselves as much as possible. But okay. is that going to help us progress as right. a race as a human race or is it going to help us progress as conscious beings i would uh submit that no it, it's right. not it's actually going to slow us down yeah um well w- one thing that will help us progress is to embrace the unknown to embrace ideas different from ours yeah and to start talking and communicating again and exploring ideas, yeah. whether they make us feel comfortable or not. I mean, what's so bad about being offended?
1: Well, I mean, traditionally, you know, on a college campus particularly that I'm kind of talking about right now is that you go there and you're a young person and you think you know the whole wide world uh-huh. and you're, you're smart on everything, but you're actually a dum-dum right. and you go there to get introduced to uncomfortable topics. And traditionally on a college campus, you welcomed debate so the person who was absolutely against everything that you said, you would actually welcome that person into your world, right. and then you debate that, mm-hmm. you know, whatever that looks like now.
2: And doing that would teach you some things, correct?
1: And you you embrace that, and you your would friend, expand. your enemy becomes your friend, uh-huh. you know, and yeah. yeah, and it's amazing. And now this is the opposite. Right? What's happening? I say I tell the story because this is the opposite. This is happening on our campuses today, folks. Just so you know, look it up. Where they are disallowing people that disagree with the status quo, mm-hmm. and it happens to be ultra liberal, by the way, and they do, they are disallowing people with any form of conservative views to come onto the campus.
2: And whether it's liberal or conservative, mm. it's fascism.
1: It's fascism. Thank you.
2: It is, and uh, yeah, you know, it doesn't it doesn't matter whether you're um, disallowing or disinviting or banning somebody from a college campus. Or banning or burning a book. It's all the same thing. It's the destruction yeah. of ideas. it's this it's the destruction of our ability to think and speak for ourselves, okay? And um, you know, if you want something to be offended by, uh, we, we've got plenty of of real important issues on this on this earth to be offended by. Uh, how about the fact that every five seconds a child dies of starvation? You know That's something that we should all be offended by and should be working together to fix. Not uh, just you know rehashing the same issues of you know abortion and religion and things like that to the to the point where we can't make any progress. It, it has to be about making progress, and if we can't make progress, we're all going to suffer. Whether we're liberal or conservative or you know name your Do whatever, you. it doesn't matter. We're all going to suffer because of this type of behavior and because of our inability to expand. It's all about expansion. It's all about reaching new levels, reaching new levels of enlightenment, of love, of ability, capability, empowerment. If we can't do that together, then we'll lose everything. And enough has been lost already.
1: Amen, brother.
0: Yeah, And I think a big important part of that is listening. By having this conversation, it's important to listen. Listening to is the a views. very important part of other people and to really listen before you speak and listen to understand.
2: Very important. Good point. As as hypnotherapists, you know, we, we are professional listeners. But when we communicate, we have to take into account the person that we're communicating to. And we can communicate very consciously or we can communicate automatically through our triggers, right? And when we communicate, we can, we can choose our words, but we can also decide how we're going to deliver them. And we can, we can form that packet of information and intention in Mm -hmm. a way that will make it more likely to be accepted by the person who we're speaking to. Okay. Conscious communication is very important. And listening is equally as important because if we can't hear another person's communication we can't respond to them in in the right way and we can hear depending on on the the mood that we're in the type of day that we've had we can hear people's communications in different ways you know Um, we can take things the wrong way so it's really important that we ask questions it's really important that we question everything that we question, not just authority, not just, you know, uh, the, the status quo, not just the, the things that we consider common sense, but it's important that we question ourselves constantly. It's important that we ask ourselves, why do I think that? Why do I feel that? Why am I saying that? Why did that trigger me? Why am I offended? Uh, because in most cases, not, not in all, but in most cases, I believe that being offended is illuminating a block within you. If you're offended. You should ask yourself, why does that offend me and explore that because it usually is illuminating a block or a limitation within you and your inability to accept certain ideas or ways of thinking. Now, that can, be, that can be a very positive thing if you explore it in the right way. That can allow expansion, which is very important. Expansion of consciousness is never going to require you or anyone else to sacrifice their dignity, their goodness, their morals, uh, or any of that. So it's, it's always going to be a positive thing, and it's always going to lead to good results.
0: Mm. guru. Words Sat of wisdom.
1: Down. Ian, dropping that mic.
0: Dropping that knowledge, dropping that spiritual knowledge, nice man. Emotional knowledge, mental knowledge.
1: Yeah, that's some good insight, man. I I like it. You know, I think it's incredibly important right now for us to be very conscious of all the things that are happening in the world. We're living in, you know, a, a, a wonderful, amazing society, the United States of America, where there's an incredible amount of diversity. And, you know, diversity, with diversity comes compromise, and there's a lot of compromise that we have to do. The entire idealism, uh, ideal idea of democracy is compromise, right? And I'm truly under the belief right now that if there wasn't greedy, power-hungry folks out there, that we're fucking up and throwing the wrench in our system that human beings would we're pretty awesome i totally agree i, yeah. I believe that the
2: human race is absolutely capable of governing itself if you remove so. the the people who yeah cannot who can't keep themselves from imposing their will on other Correct. people and imposing their you know to yeah. get their to get their desires fulfilled their desires for power and profit and all that. Yeah. You know, without that negative influence, the human race I believe would be fine. And you're be right. Golden. compromise is very important. How mm. is there any other way that we're going to be able to coexist on a planet with 7, 9, 10, 20 billion people? No. I mean, that's where we're headed. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it's 2016 right. now, but you know, yeah. time goes on and all the birth control in the world isn't slowing mm-hmm. down the growth of the human race. Right. You know, we are we're
1: growing. Yeah, we are. And you know, we're
2: going. We're going up into the sky. We're going down into the ground. Uh, we're we're going to be having to you know experiment with floating cities and things like that. Our, our cities are getting taller, would you, and deeper and wider and more and more filled with people. Yeah, we have to learn how to coexist.
1: Ian, would you go up into space? Absolutely. Would you? Yeah.
2: I'd be the first one to go. I was that, when I was a kid I always wanted to be an astronaut. Okay. Uh, that was that was my, my number one thing.
1: So Elon uh, Musk's That well, would be
2: the coolest. To oh, go I'd be in I'd space. be all over it. You yeah. know? Elon, yeah.
1: Elon walks in the door right now, he's like, Hey, all three of you guys, I need you to go in space. I would go. I would go immediately. You yeah. stand up, what about you, Darren? I
0: would probably go, yeah. Really? I would go just for the experience. If <laughs> if I made it up there, if I didn't make it back, I would go for yeah, sure. Yeah, you know what? If you're not yeah. willing to risk yeah. your life
2: for the betterment of the human race, then you don't deserve to go, you know, (laughs) you don't deserve the opportunity. I I think that, uh, you know, part of the reason why I do what I do now is because, uh, you know, when I started college, I started as a physics major. I wanted to explore the universe in that way. I wanted to be an astronaut Mm, and then I realized that, uh, chances are uh, no matter how good I am, um, that, me becoming an astronaut was very, very slim because I didn't want to go into the military for one, which, uh, you know, as an Air Force, uh, as somebody in the Air Force who's a pilot or a test pilot, you have a better chance of becoming an astronaut. Um, but I, I decided I didn't want to be a high school algebra teacher, which is what a lot of physics majors end up doing or mm. teaching physics. Like, I don't want to be a teacher. I wanted to be it a Sounds scientist. exciting. Yeah. So so <laughs> I ended up going into the uh, exploring the other side of the universe, which is the yeah. the universe within.
1: Do you listen to um uh Neil deGrasse Tyson? Yeah. Show? I've
2: been studying physics since I was uh, yeah. fourth grade. I, I absolutely love it.
1: I do too. His I show mean, is great. Yeah, I, I love, love, love it. his show. Me too. He actually just had one. We talked about something on uh NASA, I can't remember but we had a show we talked about nasa and and I shortly after that show, Neil told an amazing story, which I wish I could have retold, but he's basically talking about like the science of sex in space because it's, the reality is is that zero gravity people are going up into space, uh-huh. and there will be a space station, and there will be sort of a space tourism industry, yeah, and so NASA actually had to put on some science experience to see what sex was like in zero gravity because you know if you push on one side. You no, know, no. energy happens, right? They're going to film
0: pornos up there, You're and they're, they're going to bring them yeah. back to us.
1: Oh, wait a second. Hold on. Let me rephrase <laughs> it then. Elon Musk walks in this room and says, Gentlemen, I need someone to film the first porn in space. Are you down?
0: I am so down. Let, let's, let's go up and let's, let's film some porn. <laughs> so, so actually,
1: NASA has already filmed this, so it is on film. People having sex in space. Really Wow. And that's what Neil the Degrassi Tyson was talking about. Is that there's a f- tape out there floating around. that was a pun intended. So floating around. Anyone out there. I wonder JPL how sticky
0: that a- tape is. Yeah,
1: <laughs> anyone out there at JPL or NASA?
2: That's a sex tape that that uh yeah Darm and Christian need you to leak, right? Yes, well, let,
0: per- let's, let's play it here on Chakra Pod for our guests. shout out.
1: Shout out to Jet Propulsion Laboratory. <laughs> <laughs> Hook us up, man. I know you got this. I, I know some people that work
0: there, so maybe I can talk to them.
1: Yeah, I know a few people too. I know you got this. Come on, show yeah. it to us. We uh-huh. want to see. Hook it. us
0: up, <laughs> Ian. Would you go up into space and be a part of that? Experiment of filming a porno and bring some shamanism or some hypnotherapy into the mix. What what would that look like if you were to be a part of that?
2: Uh, well, I'm I'm married, so you know it depends on depends on whether I'm on the production side or or the receiving <laughs> end. Uh,
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm speaking strictly production, out of respect for your wife and your family. Here. Yeah, I
2: think uh, I think anything anything to uh, gain more information about our place in the universe, Mm -hmm. um, how to explore the universe, you know, because it is going to be an issue. You know, we, like I've said several times during, we only have one planet. Um, And, you know, it has been pointed out by, by several physicists, including Stephen Hawking. um, If we are going to ensure the survival of the human race, we do need to be on more than one planet because even you know, even if we are here and and doing great and coexisting, there's still cosmic events. You know, solar uh, solar flares and supernova and gamma ray blasters and all that that could just wipe us out in an instant. Rogue planets. I mean, whatever. And that, and that doesn't even bring into account human behavior, which is, has its own issues. Um, but you know, if, if we do need to get onto more than one planet and preferably into more than one star system. Uh, I believe it's part of our, it's part of our heritage as explorers, conscious beings here as humans, we are explorers and our technology, I believe is a natural, it's a natural manifestation of life's desire to spread itself. Um, without Mm. technology, I believe that it's all part of the plan of, uh, of earth, of the, the way life is encoded. To be able to increase consciousness and intelligence to the point where we can use resources to create other things like technology, and then to take that technology and use it with with by by a a race of intelligent beings that are wise enough to understand how that technology should be used to then take themselves and spread themselves throughout the universe, uh, the way mushroom spores do. Uh, You know, we can learn a lot from plants, and um, we don't even need to take ourselves physically. If, we, if our technology were to, to develop enough, we would be able to just Experience. potentially send yeah. gen- genetic material on automatically um, you know, fertilizing and growing um, human-producing technology. This is way down in the future, but we could potentially send very small amounts of material to other planets and have it grow um, humans. And we could send the whole library of human intelligence and science and everything with them. Uh, So that they could learn. And, you know, it really depends on on where our technology goes. Are we going to use it for more and more destruction, for more and more weapons? Or are we going to divert some of that power and some of that money and some of those intentions into using it to support the human race and to spread the human race and um, to make uh, also to make the human race worthy of survival, to make the human race worthy of expanding and and of spreading into other realms and other, other parts of the universe. Because right now, um, are we worthy to go out and, and spread our way of living to the Hmm. rest of the universe? That's a great question. It's an important question because, you know, we live in a universe that is full of life. Yeah. I've, I've seen things that have convinced me of that and you know i i i just wonder you know how how far do we have to go before we either get banned from traveling outside of our planet or before we get deemed worthy you know th- yeah. that's that's something that we have to decide for ourselves what type of what type of lives do we want to live you know who do we want to be what do we want the human story to be?
1: Well, I think we should start with putting Hillary and Donald Trump on a rocket ship and sending them out into the universe. You know what? You would
0: have to send Tim Kane as well. Yeah. We can send, please. <laughs> <laughs> we can send
2: some to the red planet and some to the blue yeah. planet.
1: So, yeah. And also, I'd like to send some of my a little bit of my material out into the planet to help produce, you know, so whatever.
2: Yeah, well, that's, uh, you know, that's... That's our
1: yeah. That's no, I like our
2: drive I, and our right as biological beings to spread true. it around. Yeah, absolutely. And I like that. That's a great.
1: I love. You I should love do that, that Christian. I've done it already. So <laughs> I really like that. Send it out into the world. Um, that's a great perspective, man. It's Just a question: Are we worthy to do these things? And yeah, and that's, you know what?
2: That's a question that's we can great. answer ourselves. We we ourselves get to determine that answer. Yeah, you know that's an answer for us. That's a story for us to write. Yeah, and uh, it's a it's a story that is not finished yet. Mm. You know, and it can it can end badly, uh, or it can go on forever and just get better and better. Yeah, very you know? cool. Uh,
0: real quick, before we get too deep into this topic, what do you guys think about this new cooking class in the UK, where you can actually take your semen to cook? In the cooking class with you and your partner, have you seen this? Haven't seen that. No. Hold on yeah. a second,
1: while I vomit. A
0: second. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually a real. I'm gonna have to step away. Real and vomit. thing, like you know how Living Social has deals. One of those, not Living Social, but a site like that. Sorry, I draw the line at Placenta. <laughs> <laughs> but they're actually selling this course for, I think it's like thirty bucks. And it's giving jerk chicken a whole new meaning. (laughs) So it's a cooking with semen class for Londoners with a strong stomach. So it's a a gag-inducing, unusual class. But apparently there's about 30 people per class.
2: I just want the names of whoever's putting that class on so I know not to eat at their restaurant.
0: And Mm -hmm. it's bring your own semen. So you and your partner have to bring your own semen into the class, and you know the health benefits as opposed to
2: what my our neighbors.
0: Yeah, you, I apparently you can't go with strangers. It has to be you or someone you know. And so they're saying, you know, we eat all types of weird stuff like
2: egg yolks. Sorry, I've never eaten. I've never eaten any semen from any animal, as far as I'm aware. I mean, I don't.
1: Yeah, Joe Rogan talks about this <laughs> on on uh Fear Factor when <laughs> they like had the donkey oh, yeah, stuff. Oh, that was so awful. Those those girls who, who did that. I'm <laughs> oh, Sorry, not the girls. There there was guys and girls. They both did it. Were just oh my god. They were just destroyed on the internet for doing that. And I didn't think it was ever real. I thought it was pretend. But Joe Rogan apparently says that. As far I as he knows, I saw an episode
2: where they were eating like sheep. Penises or something, and they looked rotten too. It looked nasty.
1: That's disgusting.
0: So the site is Wonder Rush. If you want to go to R- Wonder Rush in the UK, in London, you can sign up. I'm gonna have to pass.
1: Yeah, me too. That's so pretty you're not, repulsive.
0: You're not down with the semen class. No, so, no, I, no, no. I'm, I'm
1: no. I'm oh, good. I just threw up se- again.
0: <laughs> so Ian, if you could give one message. To this world, planet Earth, what would that message be, and why? Um, the
2: message would be to to love yourself, to go within, to find within you the ability to love yourself, the ability to love yourself more deeply, to get into a more, um, to get into a deeper, more loving relationship with yourself. Because I believe that a lot of the Self destruction. A lot of the destruction that we're inflicting on the planet comes from negative beliefs about ourselves. Comes from negative self worth. Comes from a desire to hurt ourselves. Uh, I, I believe it's deeply unconscious, but you know, I really think that we we do have to start thinking differently. We have to start examining our triggers, our patterns and doing things that we normally wouldn't do because we're we're at the point now where we need a drastic response to the situation that we're in we need a we need a quick and drastic change on this planet mm. and we need to do it soon but not only soon we need to do we need to do it um Drastically, we, we need to change a lot of things. We have a lot of big questions that need to be answered. We have a lot of um, really serious issues that need to be addressed, uh, not just within the human world but also in the natural world. Um, you know, the indigenous people, the, the, the animals of the world, the plants, the forests, the oceans, everything is being attacked in some way. Um, right, You know, the, the minds of, of our children. Um, I mean, it's all our own minds. Uh, I mean, there really is no end to the, the things that we need to know. There, we don't know how much we don't know. And we, there really is no end to how much we need to continue growing and expanding. And there is no end to how much we can expand. There is no end to what we can know. We live like we started the show off we live in an infinite multiverse we live in a in a place and in a in a way that is limitless so why are we limiting ourselves so much you know all of your limitations are limitations that you accept for yourself you are self limiting whether you accept something that somebody does to you or a limitation that someone puts on you that's still up to you that's your choice so when you are feeling limited you can make the choice to break through that block. You can decide whether or not you're going to suffer. You can decide whether or not you're going to limit yourself. And I'm, I'm telling you right now that you have within you the power that gave rise to the existence of all that is. So it's our responsibility to use it in the way that will create the world that we want to see you know we we create everything around us through the projection of consciousness consciousness is that which seeks to know itself and we need to get into a deeper relationship with ourselves in order to love each other in order to love our planet and to heal you know it's all about healing and this earth is this earth is full of people who are suffering full of people who need healing who need love and um you know, where are they going to get it? They're going to get it from people like us who have it to give. And, you know, there's no limit to how much love I can give. There's no limit to how much love you can give. And there's no limit to how much love we can receive. We are truly limitless if we allow ourselves to be.
1: Limitless. Beautiful. Love it.
0: Unlimited love, unlimited power, unlimited resources, opportunities. There is a limitless universe out there. That we all need to
2: tap into. That's right. And we carry it around with us. We carry it around with us within ourselves everywhere we go. We are it. We are it. We are all that there is. And, yes. and that, that goes for every other race or intel- anything that has consciousness. And I believe everything has consciousness, even rocks, even the dirt, the soil, diamonds, the the minerals, everything. Everything has has consciousness. The sun, all the stars. All the beings in the multiverse, they all have consciousness. It's just a matter of degree and, and how much uh, awareness of that consciousness there is. But that consciousness is everywhere. It permeates all things, and we carry it with us everywhere we go. We have within us the entire cosmos. and
0: Consciousness is the it is ocean our, I swim in.
2: Owning it is our key. You know, we have to own it. We have to own it and and start living
1: like we own it. Yeah, that's good, awesome. man. I like that. Ian, dropping some knowledge, all about that consciousness, man. There you go. It's, yeah. It's good stuff, Ian man. Ian
0: Anderson.
1: Well, I got to say, in man. The
0: house, Chakrupad.
1: I got to say, man, it's been a pleasure to have you here. Uh, looking forward to uh, some future podcasts that we can, you know, keep this conversation going. Um, I'd, I'd like to see you as... You'd see, you join us in some of our activities that we're about to do. We're gonna do some activities. We're gonna do a uh, yes, a um, uh, a what do we call it? A uh, a masculine getaway. What are we talking about here? We
0: are doing a weekend retreat. There you
1: go. Oh, cool. Uh, uh, the, the words were slipping.
0: Empowerment from retreat. I like to call it a empowerment weekend retreat, where we bring together different healing modalities such as kundalini yoga and meditation yoga nidra christian will be doing some men empowerment leadership type workshops talks
1: and some fun stuff too lectures yeah we're gonna get down and dirty and do some survival shit too we will some we'll bring in some shamanism, christians some always getting wisdom. down and dirty oh i get down and <laughs> dirty, deep, deep trancing
0: we can
2: bring, we can bring in some some uh, shamanic drumming, you know, just yes. let me know. I'm 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 down. We'll uh, right on
0: past life regression. Yeah, that'd be cool. Is one of the topics. For sure. cool. One of my favorite workshops to do is past life regression. I love it. So we'll have a sound healer there as well. Didgeridoo. Oh yeah, Native cool. American flute.
2: You know, we can also do Tibetan uh, bowls. We can also do some multiverse uh, sojourning. You know, we can we can delve into some fifth dimensional consciousness. Oh, journey. I love
0: that. That's the best. Yeah. I, I've I've been to some weekend retreats and I love the channeling that happens and you know gaining information from sirius from the pleiadians and far-off galaxies and extraterrestrial life i i love it all i think it's great so th- to the yeah so thank you so much for being with us ian
2: thank you guys it's been a pleasure Yeah, Yeah. it's
0: been great. And I want to invite you to some events I'll be a part of coming up at the end of the month. Saturday, October 29th from 7 p.m. to 2 a.m. I'll be at the Garage Gallery for their comic book art show and Halloween event. This is happening at the Garage Gallery L.A. in downtown L.A. It's 715 Garland Avenue. Los Angeles, California, 90017.
1: Super cool place. Amazing yeah. gallery. They got some tripped-out artwork in there. I love
0: all the visionary. Anything yeah.
1: visionary, I'm I'm super down for that.
0: They have all kinds of art, but they do have a lot of visionary art, and the visionary art is incredible. Off the hook. That's my shit. Mm. That's yeah. your shit. Yeah. So they've got an amazing sound system there, too. It's like a club within a warehouse, art gallery, And so you want to check them out at Garage Gallery LA and also on Eventbrite. And then the following weekend, I'll be in Huntington Beach at Hurricanes. That's Saturday, November 5th, 8 p.m. to 2 a.m. I'm DJing a house music set along with DJ Roland for Melissa V's birthday. Who works for Club Rubber and Monster and a lot of cool brands down there in Orange County? So that's 200 Main Street, Suite 201, Huntington Beach, California, 92648. You can get all this info on my website, dharamdeepyoga.com. You can also email darhamchristian at gmail.com as well as dharamdeepyoga.com. And as always, Saturdays, 6 p.m., Kundalini Yoga and Meditation at Create Yoga in Santa Monica and Wednesday nights, 8 p.m., Yoga Nidra, Create Yoga, Santa Monica. So thank you so much, Ian. We hope you'll join us for more uplifting events more radio shows more podcasts and um thanks for taking the time to be with us tonight well you know what it's all about it's all about cross-pollination <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> yeah, it's right, all about yeah.
2: supporting each other it's all about bouncing ideas around so uh i'd be happy to be a part of anything
1: nice that i can you know yeah, man awesome good. awesome good talking to you man i you love too. your insight awesome this is darwin christian show chakra pod peace out Peace out. Peace.